Hello, everybody. It's Carl Anthony here. Your mind can be a better place. And today we have podcast number 10. And today I am talking to the wonderful, wonderful Mary Kay Anderson. Mary, how are you? Hi, Carl. I'm doing really good. How are you? You getting on well? <laughs> yeah, it's actually great to see you. Um, it's funny, you know, I just went to do this bit of a talk. The first memory pops into my mind is meeting you in a training room. I had the pleasure of uh, running you through what we call hypnosis at the time. Uh, must be 10 years ago, Mary. <laughs> And yep. uh, I have this fond memory of uh, Mary talking about past life regression vibration. And uh, I was quite an ignorant hypnotist at the time. And I, I completely <laughs> dismissed it as like, no, 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 it doesn't exist. So that's that's the first memory I have when I think back to where we first. <laughs> well, but but well, I, I, I could I, tell you, I could tell you it's very surreal sitting on the other uh, in a camera with you talking about past life regression, quite surreal. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I've been wrong many times in my life, and I'm always glad when I am wrong because it gives me a chance to learn, you know. And I uh, hold my hand up, and I have witnessed you doing demonstrations with past life regression clients, and uh, the hairs on my neck stood up on a couple of occasions. So, and I spoke to the people afterwards, and my eye was blown away. And you know, it's a funny thing. The, the greatest moment, possibly in my life, other than the normal stuff like having children, all that. But the greatest personal achievement for me was to realize I knew nothing other than what I was told, which is a construct. So now I am open. I, I am completely open. And, you know, um, I don't necessarily believe everything I'm told, but I have the ability to uh, use both sides of my mind, use a bit of logic, reason, and yeah. see how it sits with my emotion. So, Mary, anyway, here's me rambling. Mary, I <laughs> progression, hey? Oh, uh, yeah. So Mary, could you tell myself and the listeners out there, because a lot of people won't know what this is, okay, but could you just tell us, um, where did it come from? I mean, is it a recent thing? Is it, you know, going back a long time or? Okay, well, it's actually quite an old, old, uh, well, I call it therapy, but it's in, in some uh, religions such as Buddhism and things like that, it's a belief that you come through this world and then when you exit, you come back, but how you come back is dependent on how you lived the life before. Oh. And the goal is for you to cycle through each time to become a better person so that you can go to rest in, I guess, their, their equivalent of what heaven is. Because the whole, whole idea is each time you become better, better, better. Or if you were about, if you were uh, not a great person, then you become come back as a bug or something the next time. So and when you say good person, Mary, do you mean good to how you treat other people or good inside yourself? I mean, your morals and your moral compass, what, or, or is it everything? I'm going to say in those in those days with that particular belief, it was how well that others viewed you. Okay, okay how, yeah. how other that's how that's how I believe it, because uh, you you had to achieve certain things be, and you had to be good to others and kind to others, but you had to be able to be known as that good person or kind person wow. from what I understand. Now, I wasn't there yeah. at the time. And you know, but... That opens up a huge conversation, which I won't get into because if I do, we won't get this interview done, but I just talked yeah. about it for a second. So, you know, you have to you have to sort of put your awareness and go, okay, so what happens if a child is born into a quite a, you know, damaged family with alcohol and abuse and physical abuse where that child has a negative program for the first six, seven years and they spend their life being angry. Okay. And they treat people badly. So does that mean they were selected to come back to that type of environment to learn more lessons or. So if, if we apply that, that construct to today, that construct says, they were born into that situation because they could only go that far that from where they were the last time their next step is here to learn this and then the next step will be there so that that's in my understanding of how that okay, works no, that's, it's that's, the next step yeah great no we won't get into that because again i i that's the sort of stuff i talk think about for days but uh it's funny <laughs> thoughts are popping into my head as i'm talking here i always remember my brother and uh, it goes back to, geez, I must have been 10, 12, and he would have been probably 18, 19, few years in the difference. And he always used to say in the family, he was a Roman soldier. I don't know. Really? I don't, yeah, honest to God. I, and I don't know whether it was because back then, you know, you know, when I was going to have black and white TV and a lot of, you would have had a lot of, um, you know, sort of Romans films on and Moses and oh, the, yeah. the greatest story ever. I don't know if it was that or not. Yeah. Ben-Hur. 
<laughs> yeah, but he but he actually and I think even to this day he still has it inside him that he he just has wow. convinced that he if he has lived here before it was a Roman soldier. Yeah, not incredible. Wow. You know? So tell, yeah. us, tell us, Mary. Um, you know, I've heard this before that we all sign a contract to come and live this life. Is this all part of what you're saying? Uh, in now, it could be in in, in result in in accordance to the uh, construct of what we were talking before. Um, there's a lot of spiritual belief that says, "Yes, yeah, sign a contract and come here," but basically, you choose to come back or not to come back. You choose what lessons that you want to learn in this life. And in my understanding and how I present past life regression, if you have been in a life where you have lessons that you didn't learn, but you choose other lessons, those lessons are going to be ingrained into what I call the soul DNA. So that when it incarnates into the body, now you have all the things that you want to learn, but all the old homework you didn't finish the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Actually, this is really intriguing stuff. So what you're saying is, you know, for myself, like I, I, I probably my life sort of, you know, black and white, you know, the early years weren't that great, you know, and I did everything yeah. most people do, trying to distract myself and go down the wrong roads, the wrong people, all the usual stuff. Yeah. But the second half of my life is just a joy, you know, because for me, the greatest lesson in life, other than learning that, not <laughs> don't believe everything you're told, is uh, to really thank and forgive all, everybody who've ever hurt you. That's one of the greatest things I've ever learned in my life. And uh, and you know me from what I do. It's what I specialize. It's what I push people to do, to get their freedom. Exactly. Their freedom. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping I'm up there near the top level of uh, nearly nearly done. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't, don't we all? <laughs> Here's a question, Mary. So here's here's an interesting call I just had. If you are coming back, do you come back to this particular world or a different version of this world or a different time of this world? That's something that just popped in my head there. I know you don't know, I, I, but what would you think? Yeah, I don't know for a fact, but my belief and way I understand and from the experiences I've had doing past life regression, you get to opt to go wherever you want to go. Oh. And yeah, this this particular planet is particularly tough. And when people really want to ex, uh, accelerate their 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 soul and accelerate their soul learning, this would be the planet that they choose because it's tough down here. Yeah, oh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, like a, it's tough. It's like a prison planet to me. That's what it's like. So, <laughs> you know, because everything's a construct, you know. Exactly. You and know. then they could go to another planet or they could go, to, as you say, to another since we have we can talk about multidimensionality, we could go to another version of this planet or this universe or this solar system. Wow. Wow. It's incredible. Interesting. Stuff. And tell me, so in your professional opinion, like what is past life regression, Mary? Well, the short answer is the short answer is this past life regression is connecting back to energy that you've stored in your soul DNA carried through with you here and that becomes unlearned lessons that still need to be taken care of past life regression is uh, when we regress people it's about trying to find those deep deep energy patterns that are causing effect on their life here right now today and that's why we do it and, and how do they manifest such as like depression or panic is it the normal sort of things i would deal with or is it, it different sort of you know it can be some of the similar things like the most common thing I've heard is, Mary, Mary, I have this problem. I've been depressed or I've been anxious or I can't get rid of the weight or I have a fear. And I, I've a, I don't know where in this life it came from. I've done everything I know to do. I don't know what else to do. Will past life regression help? I said, well, it's certainly not going to hurt. And all I know is we can let's let's go and see if we can find it. So that, those are the most common things that people tell me is when they're aware that they, there's a problem that they can't identify an origin here and they feel like it's that they, they don't know what else to do no they don't know what else yeah to do. so they feel disconnected to this experience yeah okay. exactly do you know what popped into the head there mary you know the egyptians I, I i don't know enough about them but i i think i like them but then again <laughs> stuff about them that i don't like so you know um but anyway the whole point of that is um and even that might be true what i said but the whole point of this, you know, the way they uh, prepared for the afterlife. So yes. they had a big belief in, you know, coming back and, you know, reincarnation. Would they have that belief or 
Were they going somewhere completely different, do you think? Or I, I now I'm I'm not up on the Egyptians, so I can't I can't address it for for factually, but I can say from what I know about them, they uh, were more about going on to live the afterlife with everything they had in this life. Yeah. Uh, but I also know they were big on having rituals and things, trying to bring souls back that might be lost. Yeah. So that it's not about regression. It's about trying to progression. You know, reanimate. <laughs> yeah. Progression, reanimate. That yeah, makes sense. But, because they lie in the terms of gold and all. Their, exactly. You know, so they were actually being prepared for wherever they were going, you know. Um, wherever they're going, they're taking everything with them because they're going to do the same wherever they're going. That's, that's their concept. From what I understand, you know, that sort of, you know, that really gets me thinking now going, you know what, you know, how do we end up so useless? And I don't mean that. Oh, please don't take that personally, everybody listening. I'm just saying, <laughs> so useless. Like, I mean, we, we had crafts, we had abilities like a thousand years ago that, you know, uh-huh. I, I truly believe that we had the ability to move, you know, mind over matter. We could move objects purely with the intention. I believe that. I believe we could heal each other with intention, you know. Yeah. Um, how do we get, how, where did it all go wrong where, Jeez, we don't even understand ourselves anymore. Socialization. Socialization. That's where it all went wrong because people were then, were then brought about and, oh, those are the old ways. They're not necessarily that good. Here's the new way. Here's a new medicine. It's based on the old medicine, but on, on plant medicine, but it's still new and it's better. Yeah. Here's a new therapy. Here is medicine. Here's x-rays. Here's this. Here's yeah. that. This is better. And yeah. Before long, everybody was believing that there was no power in the old ways and only power was in what we would be presented, hypnotized to believe that this is the cure. This is how you do. And if you don't sit within this construct, well, you're you're crazy or you're you're a witch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? You know, that's it's incredible to say that because. A few hundred years ago, they're burning, you know, ladies at the stake for being yeah. because they taught or did things differently, and it's no different today. You know, I like, I remember great memories of mum growing up. You know, and uh, I remember like you might get stung with a nettle, and my mother say, "Pick up a dock leaf and put some saliva on it and rub it in," and yeah. it would actually relieve the discomfort uh-huh. and take it away. You know, and there's loads of things like that, and uh, like a poultice, and she would have been really up on old uh, ways, you know, the older ways, yeah. which were passed down to her. But I remember as a kid thinking she was crazy, you know, and uh, but, again, but again, because, you know, and also, sorry, she had a cure for warts as well. So that was passed down to her by an auntie. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember my auntie Alice uh, very fondly. And I always remember as a child, we go and visit, stay in the summertime and people be knocking on the door, hand her you know, a box of chocolates. And I used to feel like, why do these people keep coming? And next of all, I might answer the door. Somebody hand me a piece of paper with the outline of a hand on it and where the warts are. And uh, yeah, this stuff was being handed to the auntie and the auntie would say, she just take the note and say, yeah, fine. Two weeks later, they'd be back with some present saying, thank you so much, the warts are gone. And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And she passed it down to my mother, you know, and I didn't really believe it. You know me, I didn't believe in energy and I didn't no, believe in this. <laughs> so, uh, but I tell you one thing, when people start knocking on the door and I was, you know, I was probably 20 years of age, 30 or 25 years of age, over yeah. and they're saying, oh, will you give them to your mother? My daughter, her hands are clear. And I'm there going, Okay. And the really scary thing for me is that, you know, everything we need is in nature, but nobody makes money off that, you know? So now it's it's been ridiculed. And you said it right there, programming. And this is all a program and people's belief systems, their emotional states, their understandings, and even their uh, reference is all being washed away right now. You know, like even with this pandemic going on, like no one's talking about taking vitamin D. It's, and in fact, I know. In fact, in Ireland, it was brought up in our local government, and they said, "So we'll have to we have to look into that to see is it effective on the immune system." And they're going, Hang a second, I, I've been told all my life vitamin D is fantastic for your immune system. You get it from the yes. sun and blah blah blah. And next of all, in our own government, and this is not a political talk, by the way, but in our own government, only about two months ago, it was brought up leaders' questions: Can we look into giving people vitamin D? And they had to go off and say, "We'll have to look into see is it effective." Now. As a hypnotist myself, I know exactly what's happening there. People are, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all been erased. It's all been washed away. So yeah. the only thing we can ever do is depend on pharma, you know? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we well, move on. <laughs> to finish well, off. My only, and my only, my only comment on this whole thing is who's benefiting now? Yeah. Right? Who's yeah. benefiting now? Yeah. Certainly isn't the public. No. You know? No. Wow. And you know, just as we're talking about energy, Mary, you know, I know this is slightly off topic, but 
when you're walking your bare feet on the ground, what's happening? Yeah. What? Well, what's happening is when you're when you are connected to the ground with your bare feet, you have you're creating a connection to the earth, and it's like the earth. The way I've always thought of it, and, and way I've experienced it, is it's like you're jettison all the negativity and old energy out of your body into the earth. The earth will then heal all of that stuff and kind of clean it up, kind of like going through a, 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 a little cleaning machine. Yeah, yeah. And then it brings it back up into you. Yeah. So it's about, it's about you can jettison out old energy or you can just feel it and feel the, the, the positive energy of, of nature and earth itself. Yeah, that's why people say grounded. Yeah, I feel grounded. Exactly, yeah. you're very yeah. grounded. It settles you, it's, it's yeah. like making a clear connection to the earth and solidify you here on this planet yeah and again you know i know in this side of the world or this western world it wouldn't suit people to go around barefooted i get that and especially you know well you know we did it for thousands of years we could walk across mountains in our bare feet we could walk across yeah. anything in our bare feet. <laughs> but today we have to have like an intro rubber you know isolate oh yeah the the you know that connection to the ground you know so it's mm -hmm. like everything sort of is against us in a way you know the sort of way um but yeah I, just brings me up a little memory before we move on about doing fire walking there a couple of years ago myself in my bare Oh, feet. yeah. And uh, there was a, <clears throat> the last night we did it, there was 108, there was three fires and we had to do, I think it was 30 something laps. And there was a, we basically had to cross through 108 fires and there was some significance to that, the, the number 108. Oh, and, okay. Uh, quite an incredible thing. And people say to me, you know, these uh, embers are up nearly at a thousand you know, degrees. They're, they're like, and even though they mightn't be red, they were bloody hot, but... It's an yeah. incredible thing to be able to walk over. You you feel a little bit of discomfort every now and again, the odd little bit of a twing. But to, be, to see the human flesh, and not me, there's probably 20 of us, you know, constantly walking around in circles for probably half an hour, uh, yeah. walking over this really hot ash. It was an incredible thing, really was. But uh, okay, Mary, oh, I'll on. I get rambling, you know me. Okay, Mary. I know you. <laughs> next question. Case studies. Could you give people out there some sort of idea? Because I know I've seen you in action. I've spoke to people who you work with. And uh, but say for somebody out there who is curious about past life regression, hasn't a clue about it. What can you give us a case study or some sort of experience that you witnessed with a client? Or OK, um, there, I have one particular situation it, we, when I was teaching a class and I always do. We always do a couple group, uh, a, a group hypnosis in within the class. And we had done one and one of the uh, people in the group had uh, said that they had gone uh, back and they were on a ship and they were a slave and they were on a boat. And she said, and that's they, they said, that's odd because I, I don't do boats. I don't do boats. And I said, oh, okay. So I kind of put that to the side and we didn't have much more of a discussion, but then there was opportunity for a demonstration. And so I asked her, would you like to come up and let's, let's sort this out? And she said, sure. So put her back into hypnosis and we took her back to where she was on that ship. And from there, I regressed her back to when, to before she got on the ship, what was happening and her village was raided, the village was raided and uh, her husband was dead. She and the children were taken and they were uh, brought and across on the boat and the boat made her sick and she was beaten, stripes on her back, la, 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 all those terrible things and then was made a slave and was still a slave. And so the curious thing about it was this person had never slept on their back a day of their life because of wow. pain. Wow. This person was also never been on a boat because they, they just, they couldn't even, they couldn't even get on the boat, okay? So when we did the therapeutics, we did the information gathering uh, then I then while I, and this and this in this this is one place where you really got to think on your feet because what you're going to yeah. do and so got all the information together and we got to the point because as you spoke you and I've often talked the biggest thing that we can do to free ourselves is to create forgiveness mm -hmm. okay so once we identified all the issues I we we brought her to this point where she needed to forgive these guys that were doing their job. They did their job. She was part of what their job was. It wasn't personal. And she said, I can't. Yeah. And I'll never forget. They told me, they said, the next thing I told her was the scariest thing she'd ever heard in her life. I said, if you do not forgive these right now, 
you will carry this through all eternity, the rest of every life you ever live. And she said, she said, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) But she told me later, she said that was the scariest thing ever been, she's ever heard. Yeah, yeah. We went through that. We also identified any um, other outlying issues that were going on and uh, tidied it all up in a good, I think we finished up in about 45, you know, 50 minutes for a good demo. The next day they walked into the class and beaming and said it was the first time they'd ever slept on their back. They slept on their back the whole night long, not an ounce that's, of pain, nothing. Yeah, yeah that's and, crazy. Isn't it great? And the following summer, they went on a cruise. No problem. Yes, yes. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just saying a big smile on my face. That's incredible. So, yeah, I mean, that would get your attention. You know, you're going to carry this for the rest of eternity. <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, I, no, you never get freedom. That's incredible, Mary. Yeah. And, it's, you know, yeah. because I do have one experience of past life regression, and it was by accident more than intention. <laughs> so, okay. um, and again, because, you know, you work in, you know, you. I know you're a fantastic hypnotist too, and uh, but you, and you work in the present and the past and the future. I think with hypnosis. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, you know, in a, a busy, busy clinic, it's purely, you know, looking for the cause of panic attacks or depression or fears or phobias, whatever it is. And right. and in, in our method, you know, when we're actually looking to go back and pinpoint the cause, you know, everybody else is messing around with symptoms. Forget them. We want the cause, like you said. Yeah. So when we're going back, you know, there's a there's a very important thing I normally say to a client, which is, you know, we're going to go right back to the moment after you were born, you ever felt this feeling, you know, and I obviously forgot that day. And next of all, I remember tapping the lady on the head, her eyes were closed and she was there and she could talk to me and all that. I said, so first impressions, daytime, nighttime, it's like daytime, inside or outside, outside. I said, uh, how old are you? I start crying. You got seven <clears throat> and she, in a castle like I said, oh. I was trying to say, what castle is that now? <laughs> and as she kept talking, you know, I was thinking, was this Art Gillen Castle or was it Dublin Castle? You know, and as she kept talking and talking and talking, I was thinking, was it, and I said, what year is it? And it was like 1649. I, I think it was 1649. Oh, my gosh. I was there going, and she was having a panic attack. <clears throat> oh, my God. But, you know, and again, Mary, I think this was actually it would have been after I, I met you and had a few conversations. So if I had been before I met you, I probably would have finished the session and said this is ridiculous. But what I did was I took, I took your advice and what I did is I, I cleaned it all up in the past life. Yes. Brought it back to this life, if you like. And uh, she had a fantastic result with that, you know. So um, that is amazing. Yeah, because whatever we heal, whatever we clear up, if we clear it in the past, it heals the, fu- the present and the future. If we heal the present, it heals the past and the future. If we heal the future, it yeah. heals the past and the present. It's yeah. just time. There's no bounds. There's no time when it comes to healing and energy. It doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's a distance in time or just a construct that we have. But when it th- comes to energy and healing, it doesn't exist. That's, see, that's my thing, Mary. Time is a construct, isn't it? It, it, is. Really, it really is. 24 hours, you know, 60 seconds, six, you know, one hour, you know, 12 hours, 24 hours, one day, 365 a month, a year. It's, it's all <laughs> like... Um, like you're it's like anything it's like um you know when you watch a kettle yeah it takes forever to boil you know but I, you know i'm thinking the past the present the future is all the one thing to me you know yeah in, as in it's internalized inside me you know i know people go oh yeah but you were you know you're younger 10 years ago and i go yeah but like and then i'm thinking is the suggestion of time itself causing us you know an emotional aging if you like as well you know so you know we get to a certain age we think oh i'm too old for this now and then exactly yeah our body starts going oh yeah sore knee all of a sudden going jesus yeah Yeah. you know because i see my father after he retired you know with that suggestion of 65 and we don't want anymore you're a liability (laughs) that's quite a a sense of rejection to get after working on hard all my life and you know you can see elderly people too when they do uh retire a lot of them well not everyone but most of them will go downhill quite rapidly you know i know i I can tell you as a nurse when i worked in the intensive cares i saw more people more men come in with heart attacks massive uh sudden sepsis and illnesses and the wife crying their eyes out and saying we have saved all our life to, to begin and, and he just retired and we were just getting ready to start enjoying our life to start and if life. i can't think that that is the biggest reason to yeah. just enjoy life yeah yeah you know it's it's very true isn't it but the, the thing for a lot of people and myself too and uh many people i've and i know mary i know for a fact you've you've cleaned the past there too but you know i i think we're truly gifted in what we do because there's you know 
do I get frustrated? Yeah. Do I get a little bit stressed? Yeah. Is it long term? No. Do I hold it? Never. Have I let go the hurt, anger, the unfairness, the injustice for everybody who's ever hurt me? Yes. Have I forgiven them? Yes. Have I forgiven myself? Yes. So what that means is I am free and so are you free. And yeah. And the great thing about that is it's like you can stand back and watch everything. You can observe it rather than being absorbed. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because the triggers, the triggers have been desensitized. Yeah. They don't have they don't have they have no trigger capacity any longer. None. Yeah. So it's like and it's just it's the same as in the past life. We take that trigger and get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. It's an incredible thing. Is it really like emotion is such a powerful thing in a great way, but also in a very damaging way. It can kill you. Exactly. Yeah, he can kill you, you know. Okay, Mary, let's move on. That's fantastic. I'll talk to all my hair. Um, so I know you said that girl had a bit of a sore back in that, you know, maybe she does had a fear of maybe saying, but you know, if somebody came to you for do people come to you looking for past life aggression, say with depression or with say social anxiety or with addiction, or like do you see people coming in with what we call the <laughs> this life issues looking for, <laughs> you know, looking for the answers from the past? Do you get people like yeah. that? I do have I do have a few people like that. Uh, a lot of times, uh, it's more of an issue of they're stuck. I I can't move forward, and I don't want to move back, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know, and I'm thinking maybe I had something bad in my past life that needs tidied up. So, <clears throat> and then we proceed that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So Mary, that just yeah, so you'd actually probably have people just feeling like they're a bad person, or you know, they, there's something they, that they can't put their finger on. Yeah. There's something inside them just stopping them, you know. Obviously, that's going to affect their health as well, isn't it? But um, of course, of course. Imprisoned mentally, isn't it really? And they're looking, they're looking for the, you know, looking for the time that they were in prison, really, to, to get out of it. You know? Exactly, exactly. Going back to the initial initial <clears throat> cause. In this case, it just happens to be in another lifetime. <laughs> and tell me, Mary. I know I'm asking you a lot of questions, but I'm fascinated. No, no, it. you're fine. I'm and, having a ball. <laughs> you know the way some people, um, you know. Say, I'm just trying to take something now. If I'm watching a film, uh, what sort of you know, the way some people they love cowboy films, they really connect with cowboy. Then other people love war films, and other people love space films. Like I, I love. Uh -huh. Is it real or not? I have no idea. <laughs> but, but I love. <laughs> I love space. Okay, and what I mean by that, yeah. you know, when you see a good movie, and I just love the size of space. When you see, you know, no atmosphere and somebody floating, I love, right. really love that, and I've always loved it. But cowboy films i like some of them but i'm sort of connecting more to space but then you have other people that just connected to you know say drama and then is there uh -huh. anything shown there like if i really feel that's i'm passionate about space is there something within me or the, other, the next person saying oh cowboy films or pirate films or you know queen victorian films is there anything do you think i'm only I'm just asking it's, yes it's very yeah it's very possible that there is some energetic connection uh between you and cowboys or you in space uh, from some previous existence. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I ended up doing my own past life regression, okay? And first thing I'll say before I tell you who I, who I, came, who I figured out I was, is that I used to, I was only a little girl, I was probably about eight years old, okay? And we used to watch, uh, Mother loved all the old films, and we watched Clark Gable. And every time Clark Gable came on the screen, I just, I just, I just felt, I just love him. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm only eight, you yeah. know? <laughs> but I always just knew I just loved him. Connected, like a yeah. connection, maybe, yeah. 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 So I uh, did a past life regression out of curiosity plus about looking at my weight problems. And in that, I was an actress in the 1930s. And there was a lot of things in it, but it ended up that I did a bit of research. And for, for the time that it was in the 30s and the time I was born, we figured out it was Jean Harlow. And Jean Harlow and Clark Gable played in many films together, plus the, I think the last film she did he was in. And, um, and I think they were also very good friends. So, mm. but I had that feeling, yeah. you know? Incredible. That's the weirdest thing. And what happened, and Jean? Other, oh, sorry, huh? what happened, Jean, in real life? Did she grow up to an old age and to pass on or? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. She ended up, here, here's something else a little bit freaky. She ended up with kidney disease and she died from kidney failure 
at the, in the 30s because there was no treatment for it at the time. Oh. Now, in dying from kidney failure with no treatment, fluid builds up in the body and she would have had massive headaches. Wow. I had horrid headaches until I was about 30, 30 uh, excuse me, no, I was about 25. Yeah. Horrid headaches all the time. From the, I would scream and they would come and get me from school because of this, the teacher would call them. And the other thing is, is that in my career, yep. I was a critical care nurse and I was asked to come help in dialysis. And I did. I learned dialysis. And but I said, I don't want to do this. And they kept asking me to come full time. I said, no, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. But yet, at the end of the day, what happened was all the other the other nurse that was the head nurse left, and I had to end up doing it. Wow! wow. But she had she dies of renal failure, and I become a dialysis nurse. Kind you, know, of weird, that's, you know, that's very. I just tweaked. You also became an entertainer. You sang. Oh, I did. Yeah. and you love entertaining. You love singing at the drop of yeah. the You get on the stage and sing. <laughs> yeah. and, and another thing was one time I thought. I thought to myself, I, I was think, reviewing my career options. I said, let's see, I, I could go be an actress. And I went, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it was that. weird. <laughs> but those, those are, the, those are the, the, the things just in my life that I had that happened to me that have a connection to that particular life. So, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I was going to say to Mary, so, I know you told me, I don't remember the detail, but I'd love if you wouldn't mind us telling the listeners there. Um, it was a story about, uh, I think it was a World War plane. And a young yes. boy. Yeah, I'll let you, yes. you mind us and take your time. Yeah. Take your time. Okay. Well, there was this young child. Now, I, I won't go for the names because the names are this, the, the name of the little boy and the name of the past life he had are exactly the same as James. So I'm not going to go for the names. Okay. But the little boy himself was so interested in old planes, World War II planes. He could, he could go to the planes and tell you everything in the plane. He could tell you what it was, how it worked. And everybody was like, this is really weird. And as the child got a little bit older, it just got more and more intense. So the parents started looking up what could be happening. Uh, and they, they were being, you know, directed in that past life sort of thing. But the little boy also, it started taking a nasty turn because the little boy could, was having dreams and screaming. And he, he would kick, the, uh, kick, like kick up in the air. He'd scream, little man can't get out. Little man can't get out. Wow. And, and the mother, and they were trying to soothe him and look after him and help him. And, um, excuse me. So all this was going on. The father was researching and he found a, a World War II fighter pilot that had died. And this little boy started, before the father even got to that, started talking about different people on different ships. And he talked about his sister and named the sister of this old fighter pilot. And everybody was freaking out. So they arranged, they arranged a meeting between his sister his sister and the little boy. And he was probably about seven or eight now. And he went and met her and he was telling her all the things that they had done together. He was telling her about a painting. He said that mother did one, uh, did one, but they didn't do one for you. She said, that's right. I didn't, they didn't do one for me. And all from a little seven, eight year old about this woman's personal wow. life. Wow. They took him and they, and he met the whoever was still left from this uh, fighter pilots, uh, excuse me, this fighter pilots crew. And he named them all. He called their names and said hello to them as if he'd known them all their lives. These people are freaking out, you know? Yeah. And the, the, the thing of it was, he, and then he started, um, he, the, the gist of the story was this fighter pilot, he was quite young and he got shot down over in a, uh, a, a tropical area in an island and so what they did because the boy was really you know still having all this stuff going on in him they went and went and had they guided he guided them by where he knew this place was they got in a boat and they 
did sort of like a release ceremony. He took them to the exact spot that this fighter plane went down in. And they released flowers and blessed the soul of this fighter pilot. And from that day on, he just got better and wow. better and better and better. That's incredible. So, it is. It, it is. It's, it's. I couldn't believe it. That, in fact, that was the story that made me go, Jesus, there must be something to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one there, I think Mary Murphy from Dublin. Uh, I'm not sure if she's an American lady or something like that, but I think her name is Mary Murphy. But she had an experience as well where she could pinpoint the house, the number on the door in the street, never been to Ireland. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when they come over, Bang, there it was. Now there's no Google Maps. <laughs> there was no, no Google Street <laughs> no, at that time. There was nothing, you know. And you could say, yeah. hey, or maybe someone told her or something like that. But the way it happened, I again I don't know enough about the story, but you know, this is stuff people can find for themselves anyway. I'm sure oh, if yeah. you research passive regression, this stuff comes up, you know. I had a yeah. talk to Mary in the middle of that, you know, and uh, because what you're sort of saying there is that that young boy was sort of desperate to find, you know, or sorry, he his soul hadn't sort of you know rested because there wasn't no. uh, wasn't closure no he died traumatically wow he died traumatically yeah. so yeah. when his soul incarnated into this little boy he was still in a traumatic state wow. he was still so learning the planes that made him feel better this and this and this but then you can't hold back the anger the fear and trauma forever yeah. and it came up in the boy wow. you know was screaming and trying to get out of the cockpit it's it's an amazing thing you know <clears throat> i think i asked a question earlier on i'm sort of thinking now that i frame it wrong when i said you know as people like certain films you know is there but when as you were talking there this talk came into me and it's my own experience again and as i said to you earlier on when i grew up i didn't know what i wanted to do you know i was doing this job that job and you know had my own damage my own depression <clears throat> my own you know, anxiety and no value at all it's just a complete disaster you know as in um I was broken. Everybody was better than me. That was my life, you see? Yeah. But I remember maybe, you know, when I started reading up in hypnosis and all that sort of stuff, I started learning about the mind and, you know, sort of learning the journey I'm on. Um, and you're probably talking maybe 30 years now, but I always remember one day, the moment I realized or decided I was going to be a hypnotist, like, it was like a thunderbolt of light went off inside me. And I, I'm not joking, as in, yeah, I can't explain. It was like, um, like I've had many exciting thoughts in my life. I had many great things happen where I got excited, but this I've never experienced this before or after. And it was like this, it was like this moment of bang. Yeah. And that to me is the closest thing I can sort of say. That's really like, I'm. It, it's what I'm here to do. And I, I don't mean that as an ego thing, but it sort of is what I'm here to do. No, it's what I'm it, following yeah. best at. And I sort of took to it like a duck to water. I, yeah. It's just the most natural thing in the world for me to do. Whereas yet I wasn't that well educated. I didn't have many skills, you know. I wasn't you know, yeah. a mechanic or I wasn't an electrician. But this just sang to me, and I just uh -huh. bang, I just ran to it, and I'd never looked back, you know. So I'm just wondering, yeah. <clears throat> was I some sort of stage hypnotist in the past or something like that? God knows. <laughs> you could have been a mystic. You could have been a temple priest. Yeah. All yeah. sorts of things like that. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that's all possible. But I say you got a bit of your uh, auntie's uh, uh, healing abilities. <laughs> say again, you yeah. I say you got a bit of your auntie's healing abilities. That's what yeah, I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. funny. Funny you said that about the healing thing because uh, I remember joking with you years ago uh, in a training room, and uh, because I was talking about anger release forgiveness to everybody, it's nearly like a new understanding for a lot of the students that are going. Sure. Because their mindset is no revenge. You know, if somebody hurts, oh yeah, if somebody hurts you, don't let them away with it. No, I'll never forgive you exactly when and i used to be like that but when you actually think when i think of that statement now it actually makes me cr crawl as in wow <clears throat> you are gonna hurt yourself as well as them treating you badly okay but i remember talking about forgiveness and uh <clears throat> you know and the uh, uh, anger release and forgiveness for the people who hurt you most and people in the training room well my ex-husband and you know or whatever my uh, boss is this bully and and then just with that talk getting the understanding where everybody's looking at you going oh my god you're right it's the only thing to do because you, whether you're angry or not it's not going to change what happened this happened no so you, right. can, you can decide to be toxic for the rest of your life and hurt yourself and be depressed for the rest of your life or you can grant, grant yourself freedom and i remember back then i remember joking to you at one time saying i must start up the church at carl anthony remember that <laughs> remember, I, I remember actually, that I actually, I actually did say that to you and it's you just like you said maybe you come from some sort of uh, priest or a healer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy moly, yeah. so, um, 
So Mary, tell me, I believe you're running a, <clears throat> with the Institute of Clinical Hypnotherapy Ireland, I believe you're running a past life, sorry, an introduction to past life regression in April. Yeah, I am, I am. Introduction to past life regression, yes. Yeah, past life regression, fantastic. And that's online, obviously. So it's great these days. Uh, yeah. You know, well, not great, but a year and a half ago, people would be traveling to see you in an event or, you know, in a training room. Exactly, yeah. Now people can connect from all over the world, which is brilliant. So, so everywhere. So, I say I'm going, right? Say I buy a ticket and I've no reason. Right. What am I going to learn in two days? What's, what's, what's it all about? Well, what, what you're going to learn is first we start out with the concepts of energy and we start out with the concepts of past life regression, what it really is, which in essence, it's an energy that's been brought forward into this lifetime. We're also going to be showing you, uh, excuse me, talking about the uh, different ways to induce re uh, different past life regressions. We'll cover about three or four different ways that you can induce trance or induce a connection to a past life regression, to a past life. Um, you're gonna learn about some of the history and then we're gonna, you're gonna actually experience uh, regressions. Now I call them targeted and, and general. Yeah. So we'll get a general, uh, general uh, regression, which is going to be just about kind of whatever comes up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever comes up, where do you go? What happens? Um, and we'll, there'll be a lot of discussion about that and opportunities for you to get a demo, be part of a demonstration. Yes, we can do that online. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then there'll be a targeted, which I'm going to ask you to connect to a particular emotion that's bothering you. And we're going to ask, use that as a as a bridge back to where that began just like mm. we do in normal hypnosis yeah. only we're going to go far far away okay. and we're going to go back and uh so there's so you've got absolutely two group regressions there are people we're going to uh if you have a particular issue they can contact me ahead and uh if they want to be part of a demonstration we yeah. can do that um and it's a lot of hands-on and it's a lot of a little bit of theory with a lot of hands-on yeah. but by the end of it you will have a much clearer deeper understanding of what past life regression is and possibly if this is something that interests you then guess what we'll have a bridge that you can cross that direction if yeah. you want to too exactly and is will the people get a chance to practice on each other is it that sort of thing you know on the sunday yes. Okay. Well, what we'll do, what we'll do at the end of it, um, excuse me, on the last day, what we'll do is we'll set up rooms yeah, and pair everybody up. Yeah. And then I'll be able to tootle around each of the rooms and talk yeah. to people and see what's going on and help if I can. I have to say, um, as an instructor myself, you know, um, we were doing, you know, some hypnosis, the diploma training there last weekend. Uh -huh. I have to say, you know, um, I love I love people and I love being with people and you know, but you know, in a in a room for two days and you're going through a module or whatever talking about whatever you know, um, quit and smoking or weight loss or panic loss, whatever, um, you know, you teach and you explain and you you know get discussion. Then they, they get to practice on each other and we use the breakout rooms in Zoom there now on the online training and it's fantastic because you can put two people yeah. in a room and two people in a room too, and you can go around each room, come in, have a chat, exactly. and okay, back out again. So, uh, so they still get a chance to practice, which is incredible. And is this something that they can use when they leave for themselves? You know, so, you know, is there a benefit that, you know, at home, say next month and they're feeling a bit worried about something? Is there something they can learn? You know, is there techniques that, that will help them? Yes. Um, what, what we'll do is, in addition to what they learn at the class, in the class, excuse me, uh, there are a couple techniques that they can very easily use. Also, uh, at the end of it, there are some gifts uh, that they'll be getting, things they'll be getting. And one of them is going to be a general regression audio file that they'll be able to listen to and do their own regression and see what comes up for them if they want to focus on something particular. Yes. And just let's just clarify that word, because I know that word regression frightens people. It would have frightened me at one time in my life. <laughs> Somebody said, <laughs> going back to our past, I go, no way. But uh, no, <laughs> so, so, something interesting came up there when you said something, because, um, you know, you 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 get people to focus on an emotion which creates an energy which they'll feel yes. in their body or they'll it could come out in a saying that they have or 
you know, we have, we yeah. say things and we're not even, we don't even know why we say them, you know? Exactly. I've seen you using a couple of techniques before, you know, um, deja vu. Can we just talk about that for a second? If anybody sure. out there suffers or, sorry, not suffers, <laughs> experiences, I'm used to saying suffering, but uh, experiences deja vu or has done, what does that mean, Mary? Is that a sign? Well, deja vu, yeah, it's, it's French for seen again. Yeah. So in other words, it is a, a lot of people take it that, I've had this experience, this feels familiar. I've had this experience before. Oh gosh, I must've had a past life or something with this. And that's, that's a possibility. Uh, one of the other, now in this class, we're also gonna talk about uh, practical things that could be as well. So in this, the brain, what happens is deja vu could also be a brain anomaly in which something that occurred was actually registered as a memory, but not registered as a conscious event. Yeah. So in that case, it, when it's, it's, quote, seen again, oh, yeah, but it was actually something you experienced, but didn't what, but bypassed the conscious mind and just yeah. became a memory. Yeah. And then that sounds a bit, that's an anomaly. I can be uh, triggered, yeah, triggered by something in the environment that was similar at the time. Or, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. However, deja vu, you know, deja vu is seen again. So it's an, an experience that your feeling has happened before which could have been in a pe previous past life, yes. Okay, well, listen, Mary, I could talk to you all day, but I know you're a busy, busy woman. <laughs> um, but what we will do is we certainly get you back on, um, you know, maybe just before the event or after, just to see how it goes. Okay, um, that great. I have it up here on my screen. So let me just, anybody interested in the online event, it is the Institute of Clinical Hypotherapy Ireland. And the event is Introduction to Past Life Regression. I'll put a link up in this podcast so anybody sees it. And... Um, you know, so basically you can get a ticket through Eventbrite as well. I think the, you have the event yep. um, Eventbrite. It's 297. Is that right, Mary? Yes, that's correct. 297. That's not bad. Like, uh, you know, Sorry, that's not, no. not bad for two days in fairness. You know, it really isn't. And, and to walk away with tools that can help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe answers okay. too, you know. Answers, uh, tools, everything. Okay, so let, let me say one, one thing before we go. Is that in every introduction course I've taught, we have had spontaneous and near miraculous healings and events within our program so i i expect nothing less from this one i'll put it this way the, the one or two times i did get to see you doing it i can vouch for that and i'm not just saying that to make you feel good but i can vouch. <laughs> I, I seen a man and i won't you know a man uh who yeah. I knew really really well who was a non-complete non-believer and i remember he, he was selected for a demonstration and I'll be honest with you, I, I sort of know the man well enough that he went up just to see what you go along with it. Ah, uh, yeah. My God. I, I tell you, after, what's, you're using a technique, uh, Neanderton technique, I think it was, which is repetition yeah. of, a, of a certain yeah. saying we keep saying to ourselves. And yes. I won't, won't say what his one is in case anyone knows him, but, you know. Yeah. You know, if something happens to me, I'll go, oh, for flip's sake. Now, that's something I've always sort of said. So uh -huh. basically this man had a saying that he'd constantly say when something happened, he'd, you know, he'd use this uh, response. Well, it's just something yeah. automatic. Uh, but you basically got him to focus on that same and keep repeating and repeating and repeating. And right. I couldn't believe it. The hairs on my neck stood up because, you know, I think he went back to London back in the 1800s around tuberculosis. Oh, time. yeah. It yeah. was scary. But, and, and, you know, I could sort of say, man, you know me, I'm, I, devil's advocate too i could sort of say yeah but you look i seen the whole experience but the whole point of it is i knew the man and he the relief he got from that session oh yeah and it was unbelievable i have to say hats it, off in fairness it, oh thank you very much yeah no that was and and it and what happened what basically happened was that energy that saying creates the energy then it circulates through the body and the body will start responding yeah. in the way that it knows how and then boom there yeah. we go and <laughs> And, and that energy in the body is what's causing the problem. So, yeah. and, and that's really interesting. Now you're, now you're starting me off again now, Mary. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, so here we go. So, oh yeah. So here's a great, and I used to say to people, you know, negative thoughts and negative uh, actions and negative feelings are, it will poison you from the inside out. They'll kill you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I used to say to people, you know, and the experience of that is if you close your eyes, take a deep breath and then say the word no to yourself, inside yourself five times and notice what you feel when you say no. And then open your eyes, close them take a deep breath this time say yes and it's two completely different directions one is ascending one is. descending and yep. the negativity just brings you right down whereas the, you know the positive energy is going yes it just yep. lifts you it's like saying i am it just lifts you yep. straight up you know? it is um, yeah that's incredible isn't it so 
I don't think people really, and it's not their fault, there's a lack of education out there. Again, <clears throat> that's why people have to rely on pharmaceutical because there's no education about this stuff, you know. Exactly, panic exactly. Attack, depression can all be removed, you know, and I say that, yep. like, no problem saying it. You know, a lot of people say, you can't say that sort of stuff. Well, like bloody can, I've done it thousands of times, and so have you. So I can say that stuff. It and- does. I had, I had one person with one session. Now we did more because we needed to do that. And their addiction was gone. One yeah. session. Yeah. One. Gone. Yeah. Just gone. And you know why? And I know why. You know why. But let's tell everybody out there. <clears throat> because the because rest, of, rest found- of the world focuses on the symptom. Exactly. We found the problem. Yeah. So yep. obviously, you know, somebody who's taken a lot of drugs, what do we do? We tell them he's a criminal or we take the drug, yeah. lock him up or we tell him he's mentally ill. Exactly. That's shocking. It really is shocking because <laughs> the, the, the drug is an attempt by the subconscious mind to resolve the pain. Yes. When you take it off him, you're just creating more pain. You yep. need to go and find out why he has to do that. Why That's does right. he need to be off his head on cocaine or heroin? actually survive and to distract itself from the pain it's in because that that's where the answer is and this is where the whole world's gone wrong you go to a doctor yeah. and yes yes doctor i hope you're listening you go to your doctor <laughs> it's not your fault i understand that but you know the ability <laughs> the time you have let's be honest about it you know I, i've seen so many people you've seen them coming out from doctors for years on medication nothing has changed or worse than they went in because it suppresses everything yeah and uh because it's the symptom the symptom the symptom you know Try and take a phone off a gambler so he can't, uh, you know, gamble. Yeah. Stupid. Like, no, no. Find out why he's so damaged or hurt inside that he needs to distract himself. You know. That's it. Mary, it's been a pleasure and a half as always. It really, really is. Uh, it's been great. I've really enjoyed talking with you and your and your audience. Yeah. Listen, Mary, and we will do this again. But just just before you finish, because yep. I do interrupt and ramble a bit. So <clears throat> the seventh, yeah, what I have it here, the seventeenth and eighteenth of April. Yes. Online events, so you don't have to travel or get a plane. Nope. Uh, online events, and you'll be hosting it, obviously. So basically, when people buy tickets, they get a link for the Zoom event. They will, yeah, okay. they'll get a, a link. Mm-hmm. The tickets here, I have it written down, is 297. And That's it. What I do is when I uh, publish this podcast, I'll put a link to the Facebook page uh, with the event on it. Um, or people could send an email to info at I-C-H-I-R-E-L-A-N-D dot I-E. That's I-C-H-I Ireland. Sorry, I-C-H Ireland dot I-E. Uh, or contact myself and I'll put you in touch with Mary. Mary, absolute pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome and thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. I'll talk to you very soon, Mary. Okay. Thank you.